0: Welcome back in third and final hour here on Tuesday morning. And if you want to call in 508-996-0500, if you want to text in, you can use app chat on the WBSM app. If you want to leave a voicemail, we can play on the air. You can use the open line feature on the WBSM app. And if you don't have the app downloaded already, I would recommend getting it because uh, very soon we're going to be having some new contests up, some chances to win concert tickets. A lot of concert tickets. Coming up. And in fact, the only reason that we haven't started it yet, I'm going to be honest with you, two reasons. One, I'm just not here enough. I've been, you know, still working part-time as I'm coming back. Uh, but now I'm a month away, you know, a month past surgery. It was a month yesterday. So I'm going to start slowly working my way back in more, but that's part of it. And the other part of it is, well, we're only a few weeks away before Casey comes back from maternity leave. And then I can have her handle all the winners and she can help me out with that because she's got it down, Pat. And the contest that we've done while she's gone, I've fumbled my way through. So well, once she's back, we'll certainly get more in the rhythm of having these on a regular basis because we have a ton of concert tickets to give away. Just got some the other day that, uh, listen, there's a wide variety of acts. Let me put it this way. So we'll be giving away something for everybody, I think, and uh, we'll we'll just do that throughout the course of the spring and the summer, right? That's what radio is all about—winning stuff. So we will uh, we'll have that for you, and so that's a good reason to download the app, and also because you get all of our great content, you get live traffic, you get weather, you can use it as an alarm clock, you can do all kinds of stuff with the WBSM app. All of our breaking news alerts, listening to our live stream, hearing our podcasts. It's uh it's super easy to use and I find, you know, it's it's probably the app I use the most on my phone. Well, I don't know. I probably use social media more. But I'm trying to cut back on some of that. And so the WBSM app's moving up the ranks, we'll say. Again, 508-996-0500. It is the 21st anniversary of the Station Nightclub fire, so I will continue to encourage anybody to call in that wants to discuss that. You certainly can. Um, I would want to hear you know, any remembrances you have of people lost in the fire, or maybe you were there that night and you want to share your experiences. Uh, but we've also been talking quite a bit about the Brockton School Committee members that have requested... That the mayor of, of Brockton, did I say Brockton or Boston? It's Brockton. The Brockton School Committee members who have requested that the Brockton mayor request from the governor to send the National Guard into Brockton High School to help with some of the problems that they've been having there. Things such as violence, things such as kids leaving school, things such as kids, people coming into school that don't belong there. Um, just... To me, it seems like an extreme step. And yesterday, these school committee members held a press conference. And during that press conference, they talked about how, well, listen, we don't we don't want uniform National Guard members standing in the hallways holding weapons. We don't want them to come in and, and work as hall monitors and be, you know, just wear regular clothes and come in and be hall monitors and and substitute teachers. And uh, as I was saying before, it sounds to me like they're saying, we just want to fill these positions and not have to pay for it. So Channel 5 talked to some families and and people from Brockton to see what they felt about this and if they thought that it was a necessary step. And uh, in this piece, which is by um, multiple people reported on this, but the... Quotes that they got were, families acknowledge and share the concern about school safety. Uh, Rashawn Walter said, I understand there's, I would say, a lot of violence going on. My little sister goes over there. Uh, Joe Hamilton said, I know a few people afraid to send their kids to school, so it's deep. It definitely needs to be addressed. But then when it came to the idea of it being the National Guard, there were folks who thought that there should be another answer. Um, including Rashawn Walters, who said, I think that's just a little bit over the top. Um, one mother said, I think it's a little bit much because they are kids. Uh, and then a father said, you, think that's a, you don't think that's a little odd, the National Guard at the high school? But again, they're the school committee members are saying that it's because of the National Guard's skill set in handling crisis that they would want them to come in. And I had asked before, if this had, if this had happened and I wasn't sure if this was part of the National Guard's duties, like had they ever gone in and served in a school before as substitute teachers, as hall monitors, not bad. And Oak Bluff sent in a, an app chat message saying, uh, I recall former Governor Charlie Baker activated the Massachusetts National Guard to assist with transportation in Chelsea, Lynn, Lowell and Lawrence during the school bus driver shortage. Um, I don't think this is this ask is being out of the question. Um, uh, for the short term as a permanent until a permanent solution is found and Brockton High is in crisis. So I I apparently wasn't aware of that or didn't remember that. So they had used the National Guard as bus drivers. So in in, in this sense, they're doing the same thing. They're filling in those. But I, I would also have to kind of go back and see what the cause of them not having enough bus bus drivers was. Was it that there was a strike Was it that they just couldn't get people to apply for the job? People didn't want to do the job? Or was it that they didn't have the funding? Because in Brockton, it sounds more like the issue is they could hire people to come in as substitute teachers and hall monitors, but they don't have the money. They have a $14 million budget shortfall for the schools this year. So in a sense, I would call that a making of Brockton's own problem, a problem of Brockton's own making, I should say. That because they didn't find the way to put it into the budget, it would be different if, you know, the teachers decided to walk off the job. It'd be different, which, you know, you saw that going on recently in, in other communities. I think that this is a case of they're reaching for the most extreme solution as a way to draw attention to the problem. That's just kind of the way that I'm seeing it. Maybe you disagree. 508 996 And I did get uh, um, an email <clears throat> from Bella in Fairhaven and Freetown. She says, uh, on the Brockton High School, um, I think we should expel the children that are causing the problem after we've exhausted what we can do to help them, uh, such as guidance counselors, calling parents and things like that. She says counseling outside of school, whatever the means are and support are the school will have to offer those children. Um, And some of them are not children. They are adults already. But in whatever case, they should expel them if they can't find that solution because it's unfair to the rest of the kids that are trying to do the best idea, uh, trying to do the best and trying to get an education that's hard enough to make it through this world and not having a good education is only going to add to that new depth of hardness of life. So expelling them would be the last resort, but sometimes it has to be done. We should not worry about hurting anyone's feelings because who is worried about the ones that were not getting a good education because of the few? So she says uh, not to let 90% of society go down the tubes because of a 10% of society. And she suggests... um, you know, maybe calling the police and getting them arrested, which a previous caller said, you know, they changed the law that they can't unless it's an extreme situation. Um, but Bella brings up the idea that maybe that jail time is what changes them. So I I think part of the issue here is, and this is something that is going to be a focus going forward for many school systems. But... The approach to discipline, at least in, in what I've seen and experienced, and you can call up and disagree or, or enlighten me if I'm incorrect, but the approach has always been, oh, the kids are, you know, just kids when they're in elementary school, that you do have some kids that are troublemakers, but they're just acting out or, you know, it, 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 it doesn't get the diagnosis that it should of it being something that will lead to further problems. In middle school, everything's a big jumbled mess of emotions and hormones and all that. So that's going to play a part in everything. But then when you get to high school, it becomes almost like people think there was a switch flipped overnight, that all of a sudden these kids became a problem when there were probably signs of that earlier on there are probably signs of that struggle. And you know what? If they did become a problem overnight, that's even more of a reason why there had to have been something that, that served as the catalyst of that. And I would rather we tried to help the kids solve that problem. Now, sometimes it's something like their parents are going through a divorce. Someone close to them passed away. There could be illness in the family. It could be a change of Economic status could be that they're being bullied. There's a lot of things that can affect somebody in the short term that will cause them to act out. There's a difference between acting out and committing criminal activity. But I think there's going to be more attention paid in, in the future and, and probably already in catching some of these issues early. So that the kid that does act out in elementary school doesn't turn into the kid that is causing the major problems by the time they get to high school. But kids change. And kids certainly change depending on the circumstances. When I was in elementary school, I don't I don't think that I was a problem. I don't think I mean I know I talked a lot, which, you know, I guess served me well in life now, but I, I was, you know, a chatty kid. I talked a lot, but I don't think that I was a behavior problem, a discipline, discipline problem. I got into one fight when I was in elementary school. It was uh, me and another one of my friends fighting over who was the best friend of another one of our friends. So, you know, really important stuff like that. <laughs> but we got into a into a rolling around on the ground fight. And it was made worse by the fact that my, my mom babysat him and his sister every day after school till his mom came home from work. So we got into a fight in school and then we get home in the afternoon and go right back to fighting. But that was more like, you know, we spent a lot of time with each other and we probably just got sick of each other kind of thing. And then when I moved to Sandwich, I didn't think, you know, coming from Plymouth, I didn't think that I was a a punk kid. But living in a bad neighborhood in Plymouth, I guess it kind of turned me into a bit of a punk kid. But I still wasn't a huge problem. I got into a couple of fights and got suspended. But I don't think anybody had me, you know, marked as, hey, this, this kid's destined for prison if we don't intervene. They just knew that there was something going on. And so... I didn't get the conversations from say the principal about what's going on and why are you acting up? But there were a couple of teachers that talked to me about it. I never talked to a school guidance counsel that I can remember. And then my parents asked me about it and you know, it turned into this whole, I, I just, I'm getting bullied every day. We're the, we're the poor kids in a rich town and I don't wear the right clothes and I get picked on for what I wear and, I'll I'll never forget, my mom took an entire paycheck one day and just took me to Sears and bought me everything that would not get me picked on. And then they just found other things to pick on me for. Because it was middle school and kids are just jerks at that age. Then I moved to Wareham and it was a completely different type of community and it took me a little time to find my my group of friends and all of that. But once I did, perfectly fine. I was actually telling Jack yesterday that when I started high school, my first day at Wareham High, my friend and I were talking in an assembly where the new principal was introducing himself to everybody. It wasn't like we were talking the whole time, but we we were talking to each other And he grabbed us out of line as we were leaving the the auditorium. And he said, you know, I'm going to keep my eye on you two. I can tell you're going to be problems. And we were not. Neither one of us ever got in trouble. Again, the rest of our high school career. Shouldn't say that. Got in trouble one time in high school. We used to have the morning announcements TV show, and I was in the A V department, and I was the person I was the director of that show. And at the end of every show, we ran credits. And kind of our MO was during those credits, we would play a different song, and people would tune in. The song was a was a big deal. It was something people talked about. So they were always like, oh, let's let's find out what song they're gonna play, or they would make suggestions and And so one of the kids made a suggestion and said, I want you to play Hey Joe by Jimi Hendrix. And so we played it. I'm not thinking anything of it. And that was the closing song. And one of the teachers complained that the song promotes violence against women. And so I got called down to the principal's office. And the principal said, you know, we got this complaint. Why did you play that song? And I said, honestly, like, I know the song, but I I didn't think. Like, I didn't even think about it. I wasn't concerned about it. And I I honestly don't think anybody heard that and said, I'm going to go out and hurt a woman now because I heard that in the song on the morning announcements. And the teacher was pushing for some kind of punishment. I kept arguing that I thought that that was ridiculous that there were probably other songs that we played that that had a worse message and that you know we can we can go on the morning announcements tomorrow and say we're sorry we played that song but that it's probably better to not even draw any attention to it she wasn't happy she was you know and and you know rightly so we we shouldn't have played it but again it wasn't like we were pushing an agenda of violence against women. And so the principal is like, I'm going to have to punish you. And here I am. I don't know if I was a junior or senior at that point, but I'm like thinking about college and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to get suspended. Like I've never gotten in trouble in high school. I haven't been suspended since sixth grade. I'm going to get suspended over this. And so he said, your, your punishment is going to be you're suspended from the morning show for one day. So you can't, you can't work on the morning show tomorrow. And I said, okay, but the AV room is my home room. So what am I supposed to do if I can't be in there? What am I supposed to do? So I had to go and sit in his office for the homeroom the next day. That was it. But anyway, I don't know why I went off on that tangent. For for a song for Hey Joe. It, it, it was even it was even worse when, and again, just dumb things. Not thinking, we had a rotation of kids that would host the morning announcements. And one of them on the anniversary of Kurt Cobain's death. On the anniversary of the day that Kurt Cobain committed suicide. We we would always end it with have a whatever day. And it was always something related to what the day was. And so he said at the end of the announcements and, and have a Kurt Cobain day. And his intention was, you know listen to some Nirvana remember Kurt Cobain and that turned into somebody saying he was just suggested everybody in the school commit suicide so he he got into a little bit more trouble than I did because that wasn't just playing a song that was something that he actually said 508-996-0500 um I'm going to take a quick call, even though I'm supposed to take a break here. Good morning. Yeah. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Jim. How you doing? If they
3: could see you now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> really? I wonder if they, are they
0: all alive now? Um, Do you ever see the principal around or any of them? So he left um, not long after I graduated. He, he went and took a job uh, closer to Boston where he lived. So I know the principal now was a teacher when I was there, and um, I don't know what happened to the to the teacher that complained. So uh, I mean, I kept in touch with some of my teachers over the years, but she was definitely not one of the ones that I kept in touch with.
3: No, I don't blame you. I had quite a few of those. We we butted heads
0: think. quite a bit, her and I, over things because mm-hmm. it's it, you know. She was at one point, she was like the co-director of the AV department and she didn't know anything about it. And I, we just would clash over things. But in the end, you know, I learned a lot about, she was an art teacher. And in the end, I learned a lot about, um, that side of things from her. And, and actually, you know, we, we became friendly toward, toward the end of my high school career. It just took a little bit of getting to know each other.
3: you you're almost out of there. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's yeah, that's <laughs> no. never, I never have to see you again. I love you, you know. <laughs> yeah, no kidding.
3: I think my sister might be coming home today. Oh, good. It was all due to a medication she was taking.
0: Wow, yeah. Well, but they got everything straightened out.
3: Yeah, yeah, good. yeah, they did. Thank God, yes.
0: But how are you feeling? Good, yeah, I'm doing okay. You know, still, still getting tired, but going to try and stay here as much as I can today because I got a doctor's appointment, dentist appointment in the afternoon. So, going to see if I can stick it out here until it's time to leave for that.
3: Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, anyway, like I said, if they can see you now, everything you're doing, everything you've accomplished in your life, my God, you never stop. Well, (laughs) well,
0: that's good. Meanwhile, they haven't they haven't had me go back so and and talk to the kids. So they they're like, oh, oh. No, I'm just if you
3: could check out the school for ghosts.
0: They, they actually did at one point. So, a kid that I was okay. in school with took over the AP mm-hmm. department, and he actually asked me to, to address the kids, and I sent them I'll a video. In. Oh, okay. Well, because they, they, yeah they, their class was at a time that I couldn't go there in person, so I made a oh, video to send yeah. To them. yeah. Yeah. So, well,
3: all right. Anyway, all right. You have
0: a good day. You as well. Take care. Yep. Bye-bye. And uh, if you want to call in, 508-996-0500, but I got to take a quick break. And 508-996-0500, more of your phone calls, app chat messages coming up. But right now, it's time to go into the newsroom and get all the headlines of the day from Phil Devitt.
2: Now, the biggest stories on the South Coast from the WBSM newsroom. This is WBSM
1: News. President Biden says Republicans are walking away from America's obligations overseas. Michael Kastner reports. The president spoke to reporters on the White House lawn before leaving for a trip.
0: The way they're walking
1: away from the threat of Russia, the way they're walking away from NATO,
0: the way they're walking away from meeting our obligations is, is, is just shocking. I've been for a while. I've never seen anything like this. The comments come as the Republican-led House took a two-week break without bringing legislation providing military aid to Ukraine and Israel to the floor for a vote. It also follows the death of Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny, who was an outspoken critic of Vladimir Putin. I'm Michael Kastner.
1: The Biden administration is considering more sanctions against Moscow after the death of opposition leader Alexei Navalny. The high-profile vocal critic of Vladimir Putin died in prison last week. President Biden now says he would be willing to enact additional sanctions on top of those already levied after Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley is gearing up for a speech later today on the state of the presidential race. She's set to deliver the remarks in South Carolina at noon. The speech comes just days before the former South Carolina governor is set to go head-to-head with former President Trump in her home state's GOP primary. No other details have been provided about Haley's speech. Polls show Trump holds a wide lead over Haley in South Carolina ahead of Saturday's primary. A suspect in Colorado's latest school shooting is headed to court today. Colorado Springs Police Chief Adrian Vasquez says the department is working to bring the community swift justice. The best case, the, 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 the tightest case that we possibly can. Murder cases like this, it really is very critical that we dot every I and cross every T and make sure that that investigation is as tight as possible. Police arrested Nicholas Jordan on Monday, three miles from the University of Colorado, Colorado Springs. The 25-year-old is a student there and accused of opening fire in a dorm Friday, killing two people. Taking antidepressants such as Prozac while pregnant can hinder a child's brain development and possibly cause mental disorders later in life. That's the findings in a new study published last week in the journal Nature Communications. Experts say antidepressants that raise serotonin levels can influence how the brain learns and adjusts. NASA is looking for volunteers to spend a year in a simulated Mars habitat. The plan is for four people to live inside a 1,700-square-foot simulation at NASA's Johnson Space Center in Houston. Those who end up inside will have to work to keep things running, grow crops, and work with robotics. The mission is set for the spring of 2025, and applications are due by April 2nd. Now to qualify, you must be a U.S. citizen or permanent resident between the ages of 30 and 55 with at least a master's degree in engineering, math, or biology. And pilots with more than 1,000 hours could also qualify. Police in Rhode Island have arrested a man in connection with an attempted armed robbery at Bay Coast Bank in Swansea. Authorities say a courier was robbed by two men at gunpoint. 29-year-old Giovanni Foyol is in custody. The search is on for the other suspect. And in New Bedford, lane closures begin tonight as work ramps up on the new pedestrian bridge going over Route 18. The overnight work will go for at least the next week. Time now for WBSM Sports, brought to you by Sparks Auto in Dartmouth. The Boston Bruins beat the Dallas Stars at TD Garden last night 4-3. They're away to play the Edmonton Oilers tomorrow. And the Celtics play the Bulls in Chicago on Thursday. Let's check your forecast with ABC6.
3: Another beautiful day is in store as far as sunshine is concerned. Plenty of it. Don't be fooled by it because it is cold outside. Temperatures feeling like in the teens this morning. So do bundle up. They'll be climbing into the mid 30s by this afternoon under plenty of sunshine. Dry during the next couple of days with temperatures moderating Wednesday and Thursday. We're expecting rain by Friday. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Sassi del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM.
1: I'm Phil Devitt for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station WBSM. And get all of our content and breaking news alerts with the WBSM app.
0: and 508-996-0500 or you can use app chat on the WBSM app as Nana and Rochester did. She said, kids are di- kids that are disrespectful to teachers are disrespectful to their parents as well. Um, I, I think you're probably right in general, but I bet you there's probably some kids that say things to teachers that they would never dream of saying to their parents. And I was probably the inverse. I would probably say things to my parents that I would never say to teachers. So, you know, I... I was kind of a fresh mouth kid at home but I was well behaved in school. 508-996-0500. Good morning, you're next on WBSM.
2: What's Chicken boy, Boy? What's happening in the morning? just living and loving. So I used to be uh, I used to be the president of my avian class and in the mornings I used to play uh the trumpet, you know, when we start do the morning mm-hmm. and I would I would play taps and revelry and stuff like that. But then out then one day I came in, and everybody was like surprised, I pulled up a recorder and I started playing the uh, uh Star Wars you know you know from you know Star Wars if you played the recorder, you learned the like the cantina one uh-huh. part of Star Wars I started playing that, and so then people started getting as people would come and start gathering out. I had people uh bring in um tambourines and stuff they would be playing with me, and it was like it was like a regular like like a love fest.
0: Yeah, yeah, like a little cool. impromptu jam session, little little band there.
2: Exactly, and, and it was like I miss playing the trumpet. I, yeah, I used to I used to do it really well. And like I said, you know, like I've been to over five hundred concerts, more than five five hundred fifty concerts in my lifetime. There's only two. There's only two acts that I would I wanted to see live that I never did get to see live it was Elvis Presley. And living here in Las Vegas, you know, who figured I would, but I didn't get to see Elvis. Mm-hmm or uh, or louis armstrong and oh it's hard to say yeah and so was, like, it, like for instance uh uh what a beautiful world you know that's that song right there mm-hmm. that's like that was like number 20 of all time songs of you know the, the list of top 100 songs of all time i love that song and what's really crazy my youngest nephew is uh his, his, on his father's side that's his his cousin so that worked kind of
0: well but I so, I, was, I got a trivia yeah. question for you Lamone okay young yeah, man what 90s sitcom had What a Wonderful World as its original theme song no you you talking about a uh,
2: Small Wonder
0: nope
2: Small Wonder had it for a while
0: no they had that you know cheese a small really? wonder it was it was uh, Family Matters the first season they used What a Wonderful Definitely. World as, as the theme song before they they came up with the one that everybody knows
2: Yes. So so I'll, I'll give you i give you a, a, a I'll give you a trivia that I've won literally over ten thousand dollars off this question. And 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 it's and if you have to. What was what's the only X rated film to win an Academy Award?
0: Uh, Wasn't it Midnight Cowboy? Yes, it was. Yeah. See, yeah, it's a, it's I could have like, won ten thousand dollars. Well, that was, that was all at one time. That was accrued
2: over over the period of time. Okay. Like, you know, this PBS, so. so that's a wonderful thing. Did you talk to Sister Scatty? Uh,
0: not today, you know. She's probably running around. Yesterday. No, no, not uh, yesterday she, either, no. So she, she, she you
2: think, probably you I oh, hope you get to talk to her, because I'd like to know what she thinks about her coming to see Lauren Hill with me to Las Vegas. Yeah, so I'll, then, I'll ask her
0: when she calls in.
2: And we could do a live remote in the morning for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All, that pole. <laughs> All right, Lamone. I'm going to hold you there because I got to take a break. But thank you for the call. You have a good day.
2: All right, I'll talk to you
0: soon. Take it have easy. Have
2: a good day, everybody out there. May the good Lord smile upon you.
0: Ciao. Right. That is Lamone in Las Vegas. Oh, sorry. Uh, do we got to take a break here? We'll be right back in just a few moments. Jim. And probably my favorite Huey Lewis song. Apologies there. I keep coughing this morning. But uh, we've been talking about the Brockton High School, the issues that they have going on there. And I talked about the National Guard. And I couldn't think of a time when the National Guard would have been working in a school doing the job of people that would normally be employed by the school. Um, but a couple of people have shared with me when when uh, Governor Baker used the National Guard to drive school buses in a couple of different communities. Well, hopefully that's one thing we don't have to worry about ever happening here in New Bedford because here we have the great services of Trembley Bus Company, but they do need help right now. They do need people who can drive school buses, people who can drive vans, and people who can serve as monitors on the school bus, and they are looking to hire. So if you are somebody who, you know, maybe you work second shift, but you're looking to pick up some extra money, maybe you're working part-time, and you could use another part-time job. Maybe you're retired, and you could just use some extra cash. Maybe you're a a stay-at-home parent, and you need to be home for the kids but you could work around their schedule. All of these situations are a great fit to work for Trembly Bus Company as a school bus driver, a van driver, or a monitor. You don't have to worry about having your CDL. If you don't have your CDL, they're willing to train if you're willing to learn. So if you want to find out how you can become a school bus driver, a van driver, or a monitor... With Trembley Bus Company, just visit tbcbus.com. That's T-B-C Bus, Trembley Bus Company, tbcbus.com. And join Trembley Bus Company today and help our kids get to school. All right, 508-996-0500. That is my number if you want to call in and get involved in the conversation uh, with a few moments that we have remaining here in the program. And, of course, coming up next, we have... South Coast now with Chris McCarthy. I'm going to guess that uh, Ward 3 City Councilor Sean Oliver may be his guest coming up because it looks like Sean's walking into the building. So, and of course, tomorrow he will have Mayor Mitchell. And those of you who have questions for the mayor, you know that you can call in during the 11 o'clock hour on Wednesdays for Midweek with the Mayor. It was great seeing... City Council President Naomi Carney yesterday when she came in to be on with Chris. Uh, And I did have a conversation with her. Just for those of you who are wondering if that segment was going to return here on the morning show, I did have a conversation with her about that. Of course, her work schedule precludes her from being able to call in during the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, But we did talk about having some of the other counselors come on. And we also talked about maybe having the segment a little bit earlier with her. So she's going to talk with the other counselors and take a look at her own schedule. And we'll get together again on that. And maybe we'll be able to make something regular happen again. But again, I don't want anybody to think, you know, that I dropped the segment. That I wasn't interested in having Council President Carney on. Of course, I wanted to have her on. And I want to keep that segment going. Whoever the city council president is, just her particular day job work situation didn't work in the way that we were doing it. So we'll, we'll revisit it and see how we can make it work. And then we can go forward from there. I, I kind of like having the council president or the councilors coming on on Friday morning because those of you who don't get a chance to see the meeting the night before, when there is a meeting, it gives us a chance to kind of recap what went on. So we'll, we'll work something out. We'll, we'll make it happen. or you can send an app chat message on the WBSM app. Why don't I take my final break right now and get that out of the way? We'll be back in just a few moments. And we only have a few moments remaining here, uh, but I wanted to share this story uh, that's um, available. Channel 5 has it at wcvb.com. It takes place up in Maine. There was a gentleman who was driving home from work. And he had been having some health issues going on, but the doctors couldn't really pinpoint what was going on. He was driving home from work when another man saw him driving erratically and crossing the center lines. And he called the sheriff's office to get out somebody to to try and find him. And for something, something was kind of telling this guy, hey, follow this car. Stay with him and see what's going on. And. He followed it until it pulled into a parking lot and then he said he saw a little girl get out to get into the truck and then he pulled right up and opened his window and said, don't get in that truck and that's when he confronted the driver and said, you know, are you drinking? What's going on? And the, the guy said he had not been drinking. He was not under the influence of drugs but it was enough to convince him though that something was seriously wrong with his health and so he went and he talked to the doctors and it turns out that he had a, a, a tumor and he wouldn't have known had it not been for this guy pulling up and, and questioning his erratic driving. So uh, now usually if I see somebody swerving around, Hey, listen, I'm not going to be shy about it. I I call the police and I say, Hey, this car is weaving all over the place. I think it's dangerous because it's not just about them. It's about the other drivers on the road, but I don't think I would follow them and, and ask them, but, uh, turns out he probably saved this guy's life by helping